What's up, guys? Welcome to episode number 41 of the Reps Podcast. We are here. We are live. And today we are going to, we're going to be discussing uh, a few different things, man. So I, I put out a Q&A uh, on social media to kind of get some questions. And so that's pretty much what we're going to tackle today, man. We, we got you know a handful of questions here that we're going to answer, like four or five. Um, and you know we're not going to go super duper in depth. Like I said, I want these shows to start you know, staying a little bit shorter, a little bit more uh, concise and actionable. Um, but, you know, just popular questions that, you know, a lot of people have. So more than likely, there's some of you out there that might have these same questions. So let me go ahead and pull these up. First question we got here. Is full body every day a good idea? So before I even dive into this, you know, when when I... I put out feelers for questions like this. Um, you know, you always get these very broad, generic questions like this. Like, is full body a good idea every day? So before we start to dive into all these, every, almost every answer is going to start with, like, it depends, right? Like, it depends. It depends what you're trying to do. It depends what your goals are. It depends what your situation is, right? So all of these are going to be kind of context dependent. So with questions like this, you know, I'm going to try to kind of play both sides of the coin a little bit just to give you maybe some of that context and what it actually looks like. Um, so in this case here, this is coming from a person who I'm assuming their goals are just general health, you know, goals, just, just general kind of health and wellness. Um, so in that case, then yeah, full body every day is a good idea. Um, you know, if you're just trying to be healthy, trying to be well-rounded, you know, you're going in, you have an exercise regimen, you're trying to check the box, then yes, full, you could do full body every single day, right? If you are trying to compete in high level powerlifting, then no, you know, probably not the greatest idea. If you're trying to, you know, build the maximum amount of muscle possible, then no, probably not a good idea not to do it every day. Now, if you're doing a full body split, maybe three to four days a week, that's a different story. Um, but yes, for general health purposes, um, it is a good idea, and I'm going to tell you why. So full body, one of my favorite uh, perks or benefits of full body training is uh, the conditioning effect you can get from it. So when you do a full body workout, you know, typically I like to superset exercises, and usually I will superset upper body with lower body. So you pick one of each and, and complete them in a superset, meaning you do both of them back to back with no rest in between. And what that does is when you are focusing, you know, an exercise on the upper body and then you turn right around and do it lower body, you know, you are creating a high demand for blood. Your body basically starts competing for blood. So for example, if I do, you know, a max set of push-ups, you know, I'm hitting 30, 40 push-ups and then I go into some sort of goblet squat or, you know, walking lunge or something of that nature, right? Well, when I do those push-ups, my body is is pushing blood up to the working muscles, right? It's pushing it up through my pecs, my shoulders, my arms, and the muscles doing that work. But then when I turn right around and then follow it up with, you know, some squats or some lunges, and now my legs are creating the demand for that blood, the heart has to work harder to try to 
redistribute that blood and try to reallocate it down now to the lower body, which needs it, right? So when you do that, you get a much more um, effective conditioning effect from it. It's actually, it's called peripheral heart training. Um, So full body exercise um, is very beneficial in that it can check a lot of boxes, right? You can hit the full body, you're hitting all your muscles, and you can also kind of kill two birds with one stone and actually get a very effective conditioning stimulus from it as well. Um, And yes, you can do it every day because that is the nature of full body training is you are not hammering one muscle group in each workout. So it's very easy to get to the gym every day and train more often, which is huge for a person if you're looking for just general health and wellness the more you can get in and train and move your body, the better and more healthy you're going to be, right? So, you know, you could have day one workout where you're hitting, you know, uh, uh, horizontal pressing motion, you know, whether that be push-ups or a bench press or anything of that nature. Um, you could be hitting, you know, some uh, a squat pattern. You could be hitting some core. You know, you could also be hitting maybe some some delts with some raises like a rate like a delt raise variation um and you know then the next day you can come right around you know you hit upper body and lower body in that workout but the very next day you could come back and hit upper body now we could do more of back we could do more of a horizontal pulling motion um and then hit more of like a hamstring and glutes with some sort of hinging uh variation with the lower body right so when you just start to break down the the body and not necessarily look at it from muscle groups as far as movement patterns right you have horizontal press vertical press you have horizontal pull vertical pull you have squat you have hinge you have unilateral uh lower body work so when you start to break things up like that and actually train movements it's very easy to get into the gym every day because you're not hammering out 25 sets of chest and then having to give it four or five days to recover um, before you can go and hit something else. So yes, full body every day has its place. It can be extremely beneficial. But like I said, it just all depends kind of what your goals are. So um, next question. Should I do the treadmill before or after workouts? My goal is to lose belly fat. So this is a popular question. Um, you know, basically people that, you know, they want to trim up, they want to try to get lean you know, and they, they want to incorporate cardio <clears throat> within their workouts and they, they never know if they should do it before or after, you know, their workouts. So once again, context dependent, but you know, it also depends. Like you, you, you just put treadmill here, you know, should I do treadmill before or after? What's the nature of the cardio you're doing, right? You know, if you're running, if you're walking, you know, that that's two totally different stimulus. Um, all in all, the, the the best way to do it would be walk throughout the day, right? And, and try to separate these things. You know, if you can get in your cardio first thing in the morning for 30 to 60 minutes and then hit your lift later in the day, you know, that would be ideal. Or even if you just separate them by four hours, three to four hours, that would be, you know, ideal. But I get it. Not everybody has the luxury of being able to do that, right? So, you know, maybe they only have an hour, hour and a half, uh, in the gym and you know, that's all they got. Right. So in that instance, if you are going to package them together, do your cardio first, 
okay? Do your cardio first and then do your weight training after. So, and keep that, that cardio should be low intensity, right? So, you, you, you know, if you're really trying to do this like 30, 40 minutes tops of a low intensity kind of brisk walk, you know, zone one, you know, maybe, maybe just flirting with the edge of zone two, you know, so you're looking kind of around that 90 beats per minute, maybe a hundred, you know, not much more than a hundred beats per minute on your heart rate, you know, just depending on the person. Uh, but sustain that for 30, 40 minutes tops, then go into your weight training. And the reason being, you don't want to hit a good weight training session where you are sending the stimulus to your body to get stronger, to put on muscle, and then following up with an endurance-based activity like that because it's going to conflict with the signals, right? You're going to conflict with your body signaling to put on muscle, to, to get stronger, and it's going to start to look at that whole session session and stimulus as more of a muscle endurance event, right? So hit the hit the cardio first. If anything, you know, you can kind of treat it as a warm-up on steroids, right? Because you should always be doing some sort of general aerobic activity before your workout for 5, 10, 15 minutes, just depending on the person and, you know, what the body's feeling like, um, you know, and you're just basically extending that, right? So you can look at it as uh, a warm-up on steroids uh, and then go into your weight training session. Um, but like I said, ideally, you want to try to separate those things. Um, you know, if you've followed me before, you know, I'm a huge advocate of early morning walks, fasted cardio in the morning, you know, get outside, go for a walk. It doesn't have to be at the gym, right? So if, if you're able to do that, that is, you know, your, your, your first and best option. So next question, creatine or no creatine, <clears throat> very popular, especially, you know, in the demographic that I mainly work with, you know, those high the high school athlete athletes, uh, in that age group, um, you know, I get asked all the time on if creatine's good, if they should be doing creatine. So this is my stance on creatine. Yes, creatine works. No, creatine is not a steroid. Um, <laughs> if it was, it'd be illegal, right? Um, it is one of the most researched supplements of all time. And that is because it does work. It, it has been shown to be effective in perfuming, perfuming improving athletic performance. Um, so yes, it is good. Yes, I am an advocate of it. Yes, I have taken it, um, you know, off and on for the last 10 plus years. But what I tell my guys, and this is my universal stance on creatine, especially for the high school age, um, but this is just in general as well. It could be applied to, you know, people of all ages. Save creatine for when you hit your first big plateau, right? So it doesn't matter if you're high school age, but, you know, typically a person's not taking creatine or thinking about taking creatine, you know, if they just started working out. Usually it's somebody that's been working out for a while and they start to really get into it and they start to take to it and then they start to maybe do a little bit more research and then they start to find creatine and they want to start taking creatine, Right. Wait until you hit your first big plateau because creatine will never work as good as it does the first time you take it, right? 
um, that first that first iteration, that first run of creatine, you know, your body really, really takes to it. So I always tell my guys, unless until you've had two full years of hardcore, diligent, consistent training under your belt, and in those two years you have been on point with your diet, you know, most most of the time it's guys trying to get stronger and gain weight. Don't take creatine unless you check those two boxes and that and you've hit a plateau. If you're still getting gains, if you're still getting gains from your training regimen and from your diet, hold off. Don't take it. You don't need it. You're still improving, right? Wait until you hit that first big plateau and you've still been diligent on your training and your nutrition because that will help you break through that plateau, right? Because like I said, it never works as good as it does the first time. It is beneficial. It's a great supplement. I'm an advocate of it. There's, you know, tons of research backing the safety of it and just the, the benefits of it. Um, and, and there's even been shown not to be actual health benefits to it, not just as, you know, a, a, an athletic enhancer and, and performance enhancer. Um, but hold off, man. Don't, don't, don't get too ahead of yourself. Don't get too eager. Wait until you hit that first major plateau where just nothing, nothing you can do. You know, you, you're just really stalled out at a weight, you know, whether it's you're gaining body weight or whether it's, you know, getting stronger in your lifts. And then once you hit that, then you can start to run some creatine. It'll help you blow through that plateau and you can keep the gains coming thereafter. So that is my stance on creatine and if you should take it. Um, next, we have... A question here. It says, oh, hold on, my phone shut off. So I have to reopen and find it. Why does my heart area hurt when doing dips? <laughs> so heart area, I'm, I'm assuming it's just more chest, um, you know, chest, sternum area. I have experienced this personally myself, you know, when I was younger and first getting in. And I have heard this from countless other kids that I train when I first have them do dips on how they feel a very kind of intense pain, uh, you know, pinching. It's, it's kind of hard to describe, but it's right on that sternum area, right on the front of the chest, you know, when you're doing dips. Um, it is a common issue, especially when you first get to do them, right? When you first get into doing dips, <clears throat> why does it hurt? You know, to be honest, I'm not 100% sure what it is, uh, but I have experienced it. Um, it is it's uncomfortable, right? That's the best, that's the best way to describe it. At least for me, it, it was just very uncomfortable. And my theory is it's essentially, you know, your ribs are joints themselves, right? Your, your ribs are joints with the spot, with the sternum. Um, and, and those ribs have joints in them that, that allow them to move. Um, and when you go to do a dip, your, your arms are going way back behind your body into shoulder extension. And, you know, the, the way you're bearing weight through your upper body is not something you see a lot, right? It's not something that your body is exposed to very much, which is also why dips are one of the best exercises you can do to build muscle because you are just working all these muscles in ways that they don't get hit very often, if ever, right? So you're hitting, you know, different fibers and, and, and positions that allow you to get stronger and build a lot of muscle. Um, but because of that, those joints and the ribs and the sternum 
it's it's a different position it's not used to right so those joints and everything i think the pain that you're feeling is just you know the muscles those joints and the ribs and everything being put in a position that they are not very accustomed to right and it takes time for those joints to kind of open up and get moving and get uh you know used to that position so um that's why it's important you know you have to be careful with dips dips are a difficult movement they need to be progressed safely they need to progress uh be progressed appropriately um so i i put a lot of content out on that so if you go check out you know my my instagram my uh, the metasthenics instagram and even check out the metasthenics membership to get you know that progressive coaching through a lot of these movements um, we go over all those things because it is something that you want to be want to make sure you're progressing it appropriately because the dip can put the shoulder in a weird position and it can be a shoulder killer if you are not doing it right and there's a lot of prerequisite strength needed before you start doing full-on dips um, so go ahead go check that stuff out um, and you know it won't take long once you start exposing your body and your tissues to those ranges, they will get better. Um, we got time for one more. We'll do one more here. Um, hi, I'm looking to tone up my whole body, but have but I'm having trouble finding a workout routine. I'm currently getting back on track with my nutrition. Just wondering what recommendations you might have for what areas and how often and what days. All right, so. Somebody just getting back, getting back on track, and um, you know wants full body, wants to tone up the whole body. So it looks like they're just really looking to improve their body composition, um, and they're getting back on track with their nutrition. And you know what's a good basically way to train a good training split. So, um, yeah. So first off, if you're looking to improve your body composition, you cannot do that without nutrition. Nutrition is number one. Can you make improvements in your body composition without adjusting nutrition? Sure, it's possible. It just depends on the person, what they're doing, right? Um, you know, some people naturally just eat absolutely horrible. Uh, some people are more overweight than others. You know, if a, if a person eats decent enough, right, and they've never done anything, and then they continue to eat the same way, but then incorporate a bunch of training that they've never done before, yes, their body composition is going to improve, right? But all else being equal, and calling a spade a spade here, you cannot improve your body composition to any significant degree without paying attention to nutrition. So that is number one, right? And we have a ton of resources on the Metasthenics website. Um, we have eBooks, we have uh, health and nutrition coaching, all that stuff there, specifically aimed to helping improve body composition. So go ahead, go check that stuff out. Uh, the the link will be in the show notes, um, but. Apart from that, as far as training goes, you know, for a person just getting back into things, looking to do that, going back and, and coming full circle with this episode, full body, man, full body is a great way to go. Um, so when you do full body, then you're getting that conditioning effect, right? You're checking multiple boxes and it allows you to get in the gym every day, right? Like, like I alluded to earlier. Um, so from that aspect, it's great. And then there's other things you can do where if there's a couple days a week where you want to throw in maybe a little bit higher intensity conditioning, maybe, you know, in the form of like a 10 to 15 minute burnout or a 10 to 15 minute Metcon at the end, 
uh, of a workout. You know, you can do things like that to kind of spice things up. Um, and then also, you know, just incorporating walking in that low, lower intensity uh, list, you know, low intensity steady state cardio, like my morning walks and everything that I'm always preaching. So, you know, that is the way to go. You know, now the, the, the only thing that I would caution you on is if you are just getting back into it, don't get overzealous, right? Don't get over, over uh, eager. And, oh, yeah, I'm going to, you know, Chris said that you can do this every day. So you go into the gym seven days a week and then, you know, a week and a half, two weeks in, you just get burned out and you're done. You know, ease into it, right? You don't just because you can do it every day doesn't mean you have to. If you're just getting back into things, you know, go three days a week for a month, for six weeks, you know, milk the gains out of that. Then when you start to plateau, boom, let's add in two more days a week. You know, now we're going five days a week. You know, and then you just slowly start to add on as much as you can handle, as much as you want to take on. Um, and you you just listen to your body, work with your body, and and just go from there, man. So, um, yes, that's the way I would go if you're getting back into it, want to improve body composition, full body. But like I said, you know, that's only going to take you so far. The nutrition has to be has to be on board with that, has to go in line with that. So. Um, that's all we got guys. That's all we got for the Q and a today. Uh, hope that helps. I hope you found this helpful. Um, go ahead and share this show with somebody subscribe to the show, leave a review, leave a five-star review. That'd be awesome. Um, I never, I always forget to ask for reviews, but you know, if you listen to the show regularly, uh, I would greatly, greatly appreciate you leaving a review and, and maybe dropping a note on, you know, what you like about the show. Um, let me know what else you guys want to hear. If you have any other topics for shows, questions, anything that you want me to address, um, go check out metasthenics.net. Uh, new blogs are up. We just uh, posted the five, top five best tips for getting lean, man. So right here with in line with this last question, you know, it's summertime. Everybody wants to get lean. Uh, top five tips, time-tested, battle-tested, proven time and again, tips for getting you lean, improving that body composition over there on the site. Go check it out. Um, while you're over there, check out the store, check out the program, check out the eBooks, lots of, uh, helpful things for nutrition, training, and of course, we got the membership too. So appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, We will see you next week.